1: Hello and welcome to Smart TV with me, Kellyanne Taylor, and of course the delightful, the divine oh. Caroline Frost. Thank you. Demure also. Demure. Thank you. <laughs> the list is never ending. Right, after last week, which was slightly morbid, shall we say a bit there were some downbeat sure. recommendations. Yes. Uh, we've got a range for you this week. So we'll be talking drama, uh, some art programmes, that's nice, some documentaries, of course a film, and then we take you back to the archive. So, Caroline, Mm. kick me off with your drama of the week.
0: Okay, so this is called Partygate. This is Channel 4's reconstruction of those events in Downing Street at the height of lockdown and, of course, the height of hypocrisy by our ruling government. So while we all locked ourselves down and isolated ourselves from our loved ones, we see the parties, we see Mm. the, the trips to Tesco's to stock up on the wine. We see, most gallingly... little wolf swing being broken in the garden of 10 Downing Street by these young revelers. There's something really casual. Do you know what it made me think of? Art Alert, The Great Gatsby. Okay. When when, um, F. Scott Fitzgerald said, they break things and then they retreat. You know, it was like that. It was like, Don't break things. You're meant to be helping and saving people. Anyway, it made me angry. In fact, mm, Klaxon, my (laughs) my column in this week's Radio Times is all about is there any purpose to a political drama that just makes you freshly angry? Mm. In this day and age, are we all too far more informed about Boris Johnson, Dominic Cummings, Matt Hancock? Mm. In his case, a lot more informed than we'd like to be. (laughs) Um, But it's still well made. Channel 4, we know what their agenda is. This is dropping on the channel on Tuesday, on the eve of the Tory party conference. So they are making their feelings known. It's well produced and created. But I warn you, if you have any skin in this game, i.e. all of us, you will be freshly Roth. Oh, I can see that. So where can viewers catch that and when? Uh, they can book their appointment with their Roth at 9.30 on Tuesday night on Channel 4.
1: And how does it fare in terms of there was quite a reaction or I was surprised at the lack of reaction to Ken Branner's starring mm-hmm. in This Is England? Was this Is England, yeah.
0: Well, it was on Sky, right. so a smaller audience mm. Do you know, I think that, without delving into too much current affairs, I think there are certain personalities who are benefiting from a new era in which we are just not shocked or shockable anymore. So Boris Johnson cannot dismay us. He, He set his own bar so low that he kind of jumps over it. You know, we're not shocked by him in the way that we would have been by somebody like John Major in the 1990s or any of Thatcher's government when there were a few scandals that beset her particular administration. It's interesting. Um, This is shorter. It's only an hour. And it just reminds you of if you need any reminding of what we went through two years ago.
1: Well, it's now on to something slightly lighter. This is some slow television, which I think maybe we overlook. And it's just really nice... Telly watching, sitting in your couch, nice cup of tea uh, to take your mind off the evils of the world, Aww. shall we say. This is Portrait Artist of the Decade. It's on Sky Art Wednesday, 8pm. So, of course, Decade gives it away. It's a 10-year anniversary, not like the Radio Times mm-hmm. 100.
0: Little um, baby.
1: Yes, in its infancy. Um, so, ahead of the new series, this is a celebratory edition and it sees previous winners return to Battersea Art Centre to paint one of our foremost actors. That's Dame Judy Dench. Oh, lovely. So it's a it's a cracking episode. And also what I like about it is we get the chance to catch up with some of the painters, hear about their careers since winning. But First and foremost it's just about enjoying some mm. slow television. Is it quite meditative? I've never seen it. It is. It's it's really nice. It's the kind of thing that it's like taking a warm bath. You know, there's mm-hmm. no there's no dramatic reveal. It's not overly competitive in the sense that, you know, everyone's trying to win, but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel kind of hard. It's very soft television. It's lovely. lovely. So um, I would suggest this, especially after a Tuesday night viewing if mm, you're going for date. Um, so that's Portrait Artist of the Decade, Sky Arts, Wednesday, 8pm, and you can catch it on now afterwards. Now for a different kind of
0: documentary, a sporting documentary. Oh, right. Yes, <laughs> this is Mr. Beckham. David. Dave. To no one. Um, (laughs) So, uh, do we need a four-part documentary series on David Beckham? Clearly, Netflix. I think we do. So they have thrown the cash cow at this. Wow! Big premiere coming up next week. Yes, I will be there, despite (laughs) being so disparaging. So we have um, David Beckham at home. We have him with Victoria, and we have the pair of them sort of charting their success. I mean, whatever we think of them, my goodness, they work hard. They are tireless in their pursuit. A little part of me thinks, "Mm, how much money do you need when Mm. you think off to Qatar, off to another underwear fashion shoot? But he just keeps going. He does an enormous amount for charity as well. And it's interesting going behind the scenes as somebody who has become such a global brand. Mm. I mean, there are lots of footballers who can kick a ball really well. We've seen them come and go over the years. David Beckham goes from being that absolute pariah in 1998 when he was served the red card during the England game and was seen as the reason we lost the World Cup. And, I mean, he was getting death threats. It was horrendous what he went through. But properly down at the at the trough of his career and how he came back up... Is quite inspiring. Yeah. So um, quite interesting. And he reflects on all of that, of course. And now we're seeing this dynasty of the, mm. the young, the mini-me's grow <laughs> with uh, the cookery shows and the fashion shoots. I mean, they are the new royalty. So sit back and enjoy that on Netflix starting on Wednesday.
1: OK, so this is a- another
0: Sport documentary, I'm
1: going to I'm gonna call it loosely. Mm, uh, quite, it's it, quite wide. Yes. Uh, it's not about an individual as such. It's about extreme sport, freediving. Now, if this sounds very bizarre, my flatmate had me sit down and watch it and she mm. didn't want to watch it alone. Oh. It's out on Netflix. It's available now. It's called The Deepest Breath. What it follows is a freediver called Alessia Zucchini who trains to break a world record and... It delves into her relationship with an expert safety diver, which is part of the dive, called Stephen Keenan. Now, from the off, you know that something has gone wrong in this dive. From the way that the talking heads are discussing, everything seems to be in the past tense when they're talking about the two at the centre. So you know from the off that something isn't right, uh, but it follows this incredible sport that I cannot understand what possesses people no um which comes with huge safety risks obviously but it is really intriguing and and it kind of reminded me i watched i choiced this last year the alpinist which i think is still available on now you choiced this did you choiced
0: okay a
1: verb used at radio <laughs> times meaning i wrote about it for our choices pages <laughs>
0: Playing with, with the
1: language. <laughs> Caroline <laughs> slapping my hands, telling me to get back in line. BBC training happening as we speak. Um So I wrote about the alpinist last year, which again was a look into free climbing. So it's really interesting, I think, to look at these sports that are happening. There's world records. Mm-hmm. There's It's taking place all over the world and we know very little about it. So it's definitely... Um, a breathtaking!
0: Oh. watch.
1: So and it's is, not football. And it's not football. Yay. Yes, it's something. It's a different sport. Yes. Good. Um. So it's the deepest breath. Netflix. Go armed with with a little okay. caution. It's it's not an easy watch, but it is a brilliant watch, and that is available now.
0: Take me to your audio recommendation of the week. I would like to choice for you. <laughs> Young again. Radio 4, this is the, oh, how we've missed her, return of Kirsty Young, formerly of Desert Island Discs and Channel 5 and various other things, all of them good, including, of course, um, helming last year's presentation of the Queen's funeral for the BBC Mm. when she had the nation in tears with her, her summing up of what the monarch had contributed to all our lives. So fresh from the back of that, she is back on the airwaves, but it's in podcast form as well. It's called Young Again, and when she described it, I interviewed her for the magazine. And the way she was describing it, I said, that sounds like sort of Desert Island discs without the discs. And she said, "Um, well, it's freer because when you have eight records, imagine if we were trying to do this and mm-hmm. play eight records. She said it's a format and she wants to be more free flowing. She wants to just take the conversation where it will go naturally. And I mean, she's a peerless conversationalist. Uh, guests are Well, we know that the first guest is Jamie Oliver. We don't know who else she has lined up, but I think that the BBC will be very, very happy to have her back. It kicks off on Tuesday at 10am on Radio 4, but I imagine this will be shooting up the podcast chart as well. Mm,
1: Yes, I mean, I just think she's the most phenomenal interviewer. And she's just got such a way of asking questions, so direct, so to the point, and so uh, undeterred. Mm, And curious. Yes, so curious. lovely. And a voice like velvet Now we've had an email from a listener. Hello hello. She writes in and says, "Hello to you both. hope this finds you well. I'm not sure if you mentioned these Australian shows, but they are all worth a look." Oh, and we know you love your the Australian. It's gone up. So she first and foremost recommends The Newsreader, of course, which is on iPlayer. And series 2 on its way. Oh, see Caroline, you're ahead I'm- of the game. Loving this listener. Uh, it's available on RTE in Ireland, where I am, based on a newsroom in the 1980s, which is enough to get me interested, but it being set in Sydney is a massive bonus. Deadlock, which is available on Prime. Have you heard of that one? I have. It's Deadlock, because it's set in a lock. A lock. Yeah. Gogglebox Australia is also very funny, but I only see snippets on Facebook. Many thanks for the pod. I really enjoy it. As while I don't have access to the BBC iPlayer, I do have BBC One, Two and Four. Oh. Regards sevda very so thank nice you message very much thank for your recommendation you. if other listeners want to write in and let us know about anything we we might have missed or we haven't choice. You can catch us on a podcast at radiotimes.com. If you're listening on Spotify, you can also get in touch with us via the Spotify comment. Uh, You can even do it right now. So what that means is you need to scroll down below the episode player and let us know the answer to the question, which this week is going to be, what is your favorite slow TV? So do write in if you're listening on Spotify. And of course, if not, catch us on podcast at radiotimes.com. Now, for Film of the Week, it's Ali and Ava, which is on BBC2, Sunday, 10.30pm, and of course will be available on the iPlayer afterwards. It's a love story, a beautiful ode to human conversation. It's about this goofy but very charming landlord called Ali, who's played by deal Akhtar. Who is pretty much everywhere at the moment? He's one of those faces that, as soon as you mm. see, you think I've seen you absolutely everywhere. Was he in Back to Life? He was also Sweet Tooth, and one of the funniest films, Four Lions. That was that was a joy back in the day. I don't know if you've seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yes, Goofy landlord called Ali, uh, who's struggling with uh, his impending divorce. He drops off one of his tenant's children at school, um, and he meets this widowed teaching assistant called Ava. And the pair go close, but soon face adversity from both of their families. It's a really heartwarming film. It's up for, nominated for quite a few BAFTAs last year. Did the kind of award circuit. So definitely one to watch. It offers very astute observations about working class Britain, uh, but also is a film that finds joy in these small moments. So one I would heartily recommend and a nice, loving watch.
0: So that's very nice.
1: Ali and Ava, BBC Two, Sunday, 10.30pm. Caroline, take me...
0: To the archive. This is on the back of Partygate, which is, I said earlier, nothing new because we've learnt everything. Um, I think we've learnt everything from watching drama and comedy. So we have still have the wonderful, peerless, aspirational, idealistic The West Wing, which you can catch all of on channel4.com. I urge you. Have you ever watched The West Wing? No.
1: <gasps> Which I know, I
0: know I have to. Okay, that's one for the book. That's my homework. And if you fancy something with a little bit more vinegar in the salad, I suggest The Thick of It, which you can catch up with all four series. The first one is very short, just three episodes, but four series in total on the iPlayer. Armando Annucci's slaying of the government in satirical, vinegarish, viper-like form with Malcolm Tucker at the heart of it, played by Peter Capaldi. That's all I need to tell you. Go back and enjoy.
1: That's all from us this week. Uh, please do remember to write in to podcast at radiotimes.com. Of course, Spotify users, You can now catch us at the bottom of the episode. So wizzy and fantastic. Well done. Until next Friday.
0: Happy viewing!